RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So we've talked to Barry Wilson a couple of times already on Reality Check Radio. Barry Wilson is the Wellington man who has been very concerned about uh, the development of the Golden Mile. Well, development, he probably doesn't agree with that word, the Golden Mile in Wellington specifically, or I guess we've talked most about Courtney Place. So Barry is back with us. Hi, Barry. Welcome back to RCR. Nice to have you. Hi. Thanks for having us again. All right. Okay, so um, for listeners who have been around for a bit, they'll probably know the sort of the backstory of this, but there's that huge um, development plan for, I think, the Golden Mile, what we call the Golden Mile, so that's Lambton Quay. That's also uh, the Willis Street area right through up into the end of Courtney Place. We've spoken to a, a business owner who uh, gave us her view of how she might be affected, and I guess we can e- extrapolate that out to all the uh, business owners pretty well along that stretch and this is this sort of obsessional project to what strip the motor vehicle basically out of that golden mile okay barry so is that about right and where are we now yeah that's right paul um we started off this thing four and a quarter years ago opposing when the plans first came out and we were shocked that they went for option four which was transform they called it which is car free yeah. We work out very quickly in Courtney Place. That just does not work, especially for what we call Eat Street, the south side, which is all the eat it and beat it and the holes in the wall and little restaurants and whatever who depend on the police coming in the morning for their pies and coffee out the ships yeah. or the yeah. trading's coming. So it's a trading town. Now, that, they were going to be massively affected and, in effect, put out of business. So that, that's where the opposition started, and it's grown through four years. We've got 80 businesses. That's about at least, you know, a thousand people plus we represent in this loose unit thing called um, SOS. That's now transmogrified into a bigger group and a wider group with skill in the game, including retailers and some big players down on the quay um, and also some concerned citizens. So a group was formed, which is not yet registered, it's going to be an incorporative society called Guardians of the Golden Mile. Right. And that's been formed imminently and that, that I'm running around with <laughs> yeah, a lot of time to do this job really but um, we're getting a core group of 20 um, who will be foundation guardians and there are some pretty big headers in that and then as well we hope to get well over 100 we've got a lot of support for that which is simply saying look time has moved on times have changed fiscally this is nuts but actually for its effect on business it's also nuts we now know the harm that the deprivation of cars causes because that's where a lot of the money comes to retail yeah, and the, the the reasoning for removing the car is fundamentally a climate initiative, you know, this net zero thing, or it, yep. is, is some sort of weird, um, misplaced um, concept of, of, of <laughs> that, that people should yeah, be able to walk around and freely sort of uh, pedestrian anywhere yep. they want to go. They think it's El Dorado, like some overseas city, but they forget a number of things. One is we have a thing called climate and weather, and Mr. and Mrs. Google will tell you we have the worst climate of any city in the world. I don't agree with that, but it's pretty unflashed sometimes. But it's not about just wandering around looking at the sky-high buildings and saying how wonderful this is. And first of all, it's not a pedestrianisation. It's a mongrel concept where the buses go in single funnel behind each other, which transfers loadings on down the queue. They, go, they pass each other a little over a metre, which is dangerous. The closing speed is 60 kilometres an hour. You know, driver in a tension or a heart attack, which I've had before, things like that. 
that's a head-on collision, it's highly likely. They remove the median strip, so if some drunk kid or even some drunk older person jaywalks in corny place, they've got no median to jump on and seek safety. So we're creating risk and danger. All this is sped up buses by two minutes, which we think is laughable, because you slow them down. They slowed the buses down to 30, which is 10 kilometres too slow anyway. But this is all about saving two minutes or 30 seconds for a car sometimes, they used to say, in different roads. The big thing here, Paul, is this is a complete amount of falsehood and a myth. And we're not denial of, in denial of any climate issues. We take them very seriously. But this is a joke. It's a hoax because the cars that are removed go to the next street, which in this case down where I'm now in Cody Place. They go to Wakefield or nearby. Yeah. And they emit more and they take longer and they go further. Now, I had an example last night of someone telling me that the, the cycle lane, which we're not against cycle lanes either, that's another issue, but they're overdone to hell. They're nuts. And no, the they are. Day, They've got them, they're outside my place. They are yeah, overdone like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the one I'm talking about. Now, that has caused congestion right through Point Bay on the weekend, right around Point Gillian, because you've taken a lane out of cars and you had a bus lane there as well. Even this morning, I came in where I'm sitting now on a bus and that lane was empty of course it's low use all all bike lanes are of low use really we have to admit that and they might grow incrementally let's just see but in the no, meantime clogged the road you've clogged the road completely and it's slowing down worsening emissions like that nutty Julianne Jenner's thing with the tunnel all she did was create what we call the gender fumes down there by delaying the tunnel progress and the cars queue there at the tunnel in the morning, horrendously, and the emissions are absolutely huge. So it's an own goal they're scoring. This is a nutcase from Paul. Yeah, I wonder if it's just, I, I, yeah, it, it's emissions, it's climate. By the way, they can't even justify that on evidence. It's, it's, a, it's a reckon, okay? So let's get, get, that's the way I see it anyway. But in terms of, um, of vehicles and the low-use cycle lanes, it's like, it's like they want to sock it to anyone who wants, who doesn't want to ride a bike. Like it's a willful, you know. It's like making an in-your-face political statement that you can't ignore when you drive through the the squeezed road and observe the uh, completely empty cycle lane. You know, correct, Paul. Look, it's an absolute assault on our way of life, which is vehicular in this country. And it's an attack on even people on lower incomes who rely on cars even more. Um, and we all have, of course, stages of life with our kids and weekend sport and all those things after school care. I mean, you just cannot conduct your life on a bike or a bus. That is ridiculous for most people. Um, and, you know, I've got an eyesight problem now, so I can't drive anymore. Well, I'll tell you what, I ride the bus every day and it's fine. I love the buses. I used to be the lawyer here and for the buses and it was my proudest client. But, yeah. It's very, very second rate to having a freedom of car and choice. And on a wet day, it can be utterly miserable. So these are the realities of Wellington. We, we, there's no point in us trying to be Amsterdam because we're not. I don't want to be anyway. I like the place how it is. And we've got good architects here, Roger Walker, friends, Barry Lewis. All these people can design a city our way, our way of life, and reflecting ourselves who we are. We don't need to pay a baissance to all these foreign models. It's kind of juvenile. Yeah, and the money involved, I want to get to what, what your next effort's going to be, but the money involved um, for the irrationality of it, the way I see it anyway, I only speak for myself, um, it makes me suspicious that that it that it's, has an element of potential money laundering to it. Am I barking up the wrong tree? 
I wouldn't use that word. Um, well, it's just excessive amounts. 139 million. Uh, the last one I see yeah. might have gone up. You say it's yeah. going to blow out. I mean, that's a huge freaking amount of money. It's 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 massive. Paul, that, that, that's blown out from 60 million. They didn't even blink. It went from 60 to 100. At the submission, when we had the most of no confidence and I think six of the general around there, I made a submission and said, look, you know, I didn't know that inflation was 50% in Wellington. And they all looked at me like I was mad. I said, well, look, you were approving now 150 mil. It was 100 mil last week, and now it's 150. And you're not even blinking, and you're voting with this thing. And it won by two skinny votes of two young politicians who I just say, new kids on the block. They didn't have a clue what they're voting for, and they're financially illiterate. But this 139 million, it will blow out. That's the thing I harp on about it. $65,000 a meter from the Embassy Theatre, which is near you, down to the Senator, that's 65000 a metre. That's more than the cost of Transmission Gully, which is a four-lane highway with huge cutting. Well, there, so can, there can be no cost-benefit analysis that could support that, surely, that, that would uh, work in anyone's normal lifespan as a human. Look, that's a point. Now, Ernst & Young did a report, which I think they should be bloody well shot for, um, they claimed that there were 500 million of benefits. This is what conned the mayor and, and, and those other green councillors into saying, well, look at this. The mayor's recently quoted 300 million of benefits. There's another report by an independent economist, which is now the subject of the complaint to the Auditor General, um, which says that the disbenefits might be as high as 50. But there's no way. I mean, an example, you know where we work from down the hood. Well, okay, let's just look at the, the tasting room. That report implicitly says that somebody sitting outside the tasting room in the outside chairs will pay $15 an hour more to drink a beer there if there are no cars beside them. Now, how on earth can any grown-up ever come to a conclusion? I know academics live in a dream world sometimes, or, or Luke Pluto. That's a barking mad assertion. And that came out of Ernst Young. And that's a, a report by traffic people. So in this weird science, science where they sort of, I know, sort of go up their own bottom sometimes. Yeah, it's but but, but we've got, Barry, we've got woke corporations now. That's a fact. That's a yeah. reality. You don't get the work, probably, unless you turn out the odd report like this because you're not yeah. on the right you're not on the right team, mate. You know, that's, that's kind of maybe how you can explain that because I think common sense tells you. How do you extract $139 million or more out of... <laughs> When you know businesses are going to fold, uh, you know, yep. it's it's just, it's clown world to me. It is, it's very uncaring. All this babble of Cinderella, you know, up kind and caring. No, it's not. This is brutal and cruel. It'll take three years to go through the town. It'll completely root so many shops. We've, had, we've lost so many. Um, my good friends just closed down in, in Allen Street, which is WJL. She's the best retailer, Wendy Lowe, um, that I've seen in, in Home Goods. You've got Nicola Cranfield against all this. Yep. He's a wonderful retailer down in Cranfield. Uh, you know, the, the dance boys, they've been in business here for 40 years. Yes, they have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've got Mary from um, the start of Malaysia, her and Danny, 30 years. I think these people know their hood. I think they've got the right lens. I think they know what they're doing. The constant put down of retailers and hospital people by buffoons of the left, I'll call them that, because I'm not going to be a right-wing person. I'm a correct-wing person. Yeah. We're applying thought notes. We're not applying babble or weird science. We're saying, no, why would you go and pick on the sector? I call this the victim route now. For global posturing, why are we picking on the golden mile, which is not gold anyway, it's gold mile stops at 
your endorsements, they can't even get the name right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, well, back in the day, it sort of was. I remember as a young person, yeah. those footpaths being pretty chocker a lot of the time, especially on Friday night. You know. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the same page anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're just getting back to the thing, money laundering. No, it's not that. But there's huge incentives for these big consultants to, to keep feeding the gravy train. And I call this the gravy train. This includes the, the weekly tram I call it. I, mean, I don't want to sound too disparaging, but to have the world's shortest light rail to Arnhem Bay, when it, it started going to the airport to, to speed up and serve the whole region, now it's just serving the idea of intensification. Well, who knows that people want to live in South Berenpore or North, North Arnhem Bay? They think they're going to build 21,000 houses down there. That's 45, 50,000 people. Do they really think that's going to happen? Of course it's not. People want to live in Upper Heart, Capiti, all over the place. And we'll spot develop. We don't, we don't need to be groomed in a sort of Soviet way to all live in this new town of four or five-story little buildings with no decks and no balconies and, and, and little park that's for the kids to mingle on, take up vaping, form gangs. <laughs> that's not the you don't want to life. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, the light rail thing, it... It does have a bit of a con element about it. Again, for me, only speaking for me, I've mentioned this before, but not in chatting with you. Uh, one of the promotional pictures for Wellington Light Rail is a lovely, um, you know, uh, computer-generated or, or layered shot with a with a um, a light rail train outside the zoo. Yeah, now, I've seen that. Now I've driven. I quite often, if I go to Lyle Bay, I'll come back over that way. There's no way you could ever get a tram in there. Or a, no. you know, the, the hill is vertical about ten meters behind that graphic, and it's like it's come, you know, seamlessly from somewhere else. What the point I'm making is, it's it's kind of a bit of a, it's a bit of a have, you know. Um, nothing's real. Well, nothing's kind of truthful about it. Paul, that's just one picture that makes me almost wet my pants. It's so silly. A weekly tram to the zoo. I mean, honestly, it was supposed to be a solution to the airport and get me through Mount Victoria. And then it went to this, and now it's gone to intensification. What about some other pictures I'll talk to you about? There's one there of a daddy and a little girl, or a little boy, on a mini bike, and they're riding along outside the public trust in Lambton Key. Oh, yeah. And there's trees all around, and there's, it, it's sparse of people. That's one of the jokes I have to myself also. No they're always sparse of people. Yeah. But they say, come to the Golden Mile and play. No, I'm sorry. It's called the CBD because it's a business. It's not the, the central play district, you know. This yeah, is a council. Who are they trying to build. appeal to? Who the hell are they yeah. trying to appeal to? Who are they marketing to? And they can't even afford or get around to or can't afford the proper playground, the iconic playground down on Frank Kitts Park, which should be an absolute bloody priority. And they've downscaled that, and, and it should be wonderful. And, it, of course, the, the builder went broke. But there's no clear plan. There's no sponsor coming. I mean, it, it's just awful that the, that's delayed now while they spend money. I can just flip now to Dixon Street. Where Dixon Street Valley just closed. We warned you. Really? Down there. They've closed. They've closed. Yeah, you see, well, the, see, the, the Golden Mile is the artery. Then you have the veins and you have the capillaries, little streets. Now, Dixon Street is a vein. We warned them, and the lady came along and told them, all it's going to be good and better, and you're not going to die outside, and it's going to be so overseas and international. Well, the mayor might have had a, got herself totally down there, which is interesting, because that's where she chose straight away on a big night out with this lady on. $400 an hour from this one and moving. But basically, it ruined business. And to plant a whole lot of plants in it, it looks okay. I don't mind that. 
I'm all for planting, but in the right place. Yeah. We don't need the botanical gardens in Dixon Street. There's no parking now, and it's really made it hard business. And finally, after 100 years, Dixon Street, Delhi, RHA, oh, my friend, yeah. he gave up. That's He's had sad. a gut talk. That's sad. Yeah, so it's just nutcase stuff. And the woman who imposed that and spent, I don't know how much money it was, it was probably six or 700000 or more down there. Um. She uh, is in complete denial. That's a council officer. That's not, that's really moving. That's another in-house council. So these people are paid to do what we call damage or doism or fiddleitis. But we, the people there don't want these things, except you might find a wide board voice of a bar owner who wants to have drinking in the street, which we don't like either. We don't like these parks that's been converted to outside drinking because it doesn't suit our drinking culture. So... The, the mm. argument against is much more sophisticated and say, oh, let's go trendy and overseas and go. I don't know if our people are ready for that or, or fit for that. Some drinking parts work, most don't. So has the old school town planning sort of disappeared, has it? Pretty much. The, um, the new CEO came in from New Plymouth, oh, yeah, up there. And she brought a planner with her, um, and that was... I'm hearing a lot of she's. I'm hearing a lot of she, 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 she. I can't help but notice it. Mayor, the the one who put it into Dixon Street. Um, Julianne Genta, the um, person from New Plymouth. I'm sorry, seems to be a reoccurring kind of pattern here. You've got to be very careful what you say in that area, Paul, but I'll tell you what. Some of these ladies have got attitude, and they're stroppy as hell, and they're determined, and they don't listen. Um, That's not to say some men don't. Do those, have those faults as well. But a sort of clique has taken over now. In Wakakajahi, I might have sent you um, the story going on there that, that, that one of the cycling advocates, these people are not just rational people or reasonable people. They are zealots. Make no mistake. They're stropping, difficult, and they don't listen. Well, this is what I this is what I was meaning when I talked about the cycleway. It's like it's sort of purposely put in your face to remind you that, hey, we're in charge and, and you, you're a useless eater. Yeah, well, they, they belittle people and diminish people, and we might sound like we're harsh and critical, but I've, I've reached a stage with this after my four and a half years of it, but really, you know, it, this is not tiddlywinks. This is life and death and financial ruin for some people. I mean, I, I've had several, these are not clients as such for me, they're just people in our group, so we formed SOS in that way. And we've lost Gary's, they couldn't take the crime down here. We've lost the little pharmacy. You know all these places because this is your hood too, where I'm speaking from. Totally, totally, yeah. And then Wendy Logo's, the greatest little shop in there, all my gifts I'd buy the family in, in, in her shop, WGL, that's in Allen Street. They're all under pressure. Um, sure, when people go, another one pops up. There's always one more fool or one more lucky person or one more new idea. But you've, you've stressed someone out, they've gone out and, and lost money, and off they go, and they lick their wounds, and they're depressed and whatever. And there's a lot of... On that note, a lot of mental health issues as well. You know, people are going through tough times. And listen, the, the tale of COVID is still well and truly here, plus a worldwide recession, where there's great fears that the whole world's in, in financial trouble now. We, I can tell you we are. I mean, that's what the people we talk to tell us. I mean, it could be wrong, but it, it seems consensus is it's not going to get any easier and the next year could be a bit of a shocker. Well, it's, it's a, the debt levels, Paul. That's one thing I, I want to raise with you, and I haven't done the sums on this, but look, if you take money, let's say that we, we borrow 150 million for the golden mile fiasco. Yeah. That is all borrowed. You, you don't hang a, at a wing to your house or build a pool in the backyard 
if you've got no capital and you're relying on income and your income is reducing, you simply don't do those things. That's actually reckless behaviour. It's dumb as. So we go and do that. Now, what's the cost of that money? It's not $150 million. Over 25 years, at say 6%, the money would more than double. So when they go out and say, oh, we all go and borrow $150 million, throw it down the hole. No, you're going to have to borrow $150 million. Plus, you've got to pay the tail off. So therefore, the money doubles. That's your rates being raked by yourself all that time. You get my drugs, I don't explain it very no, clearly. No, no, but no. It's, like, it's, it's like it's a, a purposeful loading up of debt on people. And wh- mm. where does that get you? Where does it, where does that get you? We have no savings pool. Local government doesn't save. It just tries to manage its debt. And it always blows out and blows out. But on these things that are wish list, not need to do list, why are in such a bloody hole now is because they haven't got a bloody clue that debt is toxic. And I hear there's a main thing the mayor's saying all the time. I mean, we try to meet with her and negotiate and tell her the problems of Courtney Place, but she hasn't got a clue that's come nowhere near us. So we've given up. So we're now starting to throw bricks more than marshmallows because we're fed up. We're really, really worried. That's just talking. This is not for guardians I'm talking. I'm just talking about SOS and Courtney Place or the Golden Mile. Yeah. These are different people. These are storefront people who come to work every day, go home and worry, do their GST, all that, and they're being derided all the time to these sneering sort of Mr. Lord and Lady Snearwell, we know all better than you, and you're not And what have they ever done? Well, they, they just win from the side, you know. Yeah, That's they're what not I say. setting up businesses or doing, being retailers or, or or anything like that that I can see. No. Um, you're talking different language altogether. Look, nothing wrong with civil servants. They're fine, and they're no, no, fair and I agree. A lot of them don't. Yeah, yeah but if they're, they're liabilities, if they're liabilities, if they're debt liabilities, if they if they're going to ruin the um, you know the CBD of a uh, fantastic city with an incredible story, you know mm-hmm. they're going to be called out if there's an issue. They, they have to be. Look, you're planting plants and planter boxes and all that sort of stuff. That will not. This where they revitalise. How arrogant of them to use those words that they're visionary. No, they're not. I've met them. They're very ordinary. Transformational. Yeah. Get up. And then today they're using these words like progressive and, and whatever. Um, that, they're none of these things. They're actually backward and going for simple solutions. But one of the words that annoys you most, I'm just trying to find it here, some of it, the, um, the well, here we are. They call it a revitalization. Now, how just by planting land and key and trees and having a paddock of pavement and, and, and two lanes of buses roaring down, how is that a revitalization? So they throw a word of it and then they repeat it enough. It's tattered in their brain and they believe it. It's not a revitalization. It's a killing. It's a killing field of retail. We call it a ram raid. Yeah. So we're wired differently. We have different sort of views of the world, a different lens. We say our retail lens is much sharper than theirs. Okay, so do you want to just uh, mention this um, this uh, move to um, I don't know ask for or, or seek a judicial review or under that act anyway in the High Court? I'm presuming that comes after you have done the um, other thing and uh, formed the Incorporated Society. Is that have I got that right? Yeah, look, I can't really go into that at the moment yet because all I can say is not to appear mysterious, is once we've formed that, which is imminent, yep. and it, it takes quite a bit of organisation, I'm Stand, running yep. around getting that done. 
soon, and, and that, that will form. So there'll be a legal entity. The council have a draft, very good proceedings our lawyers prepared. We're very happy with that. And it's all based on the fact that they were they're making a reckless decision and without it, probably evidence and also giving undue weight to opinions like I, I mentioned to you that the benefits are absurd. So we're saying it's an irrational decision. So I'm very, very happy with the legal work that our team has done. Morris and Kent and the barrister concerned have done excellent top shelf work. That's been shown to the council and they haven't come back uh, substantively, which I didn't expect. But for them to go ahead and sign up some major contract of 130 plus mil would be reckless and irresponsible before the election because the NAP have said, and I'm not presuming they're going to win the election, but things are looking pretty much that way. I mean, I think the um, the left has put us in this hole in the first place, so time for a change myself. Well, I don't know but, how much of a change that'll be, but it remains to be seen, but I take your point. Um, well, Simeon Brown has said that that's their national transport man. He said the Golden Mile will cease and be looked at. Oh, well, reform. if he said that, okay. Things, things need to happen. We, we agree with that. We'd love lots of things to happen down here, but not their way. And getting rid of cars is kind of a dunce sort of drop-out solution to a problem because it's, it's Mickey Mouse ball. It just doesn't work. It's just show business. I mean, yeah. all these brutal terms of use, but it is just showing off to the world. Oh, wow, look at that. When London got rid of cars in Oxford Street, by the way, Oxford Street, well, that has half a million pedestrians a day. You know? And we're talking about Lampton Key, Lampton Key, with the widest, with wider footpaths than Oxford Street, or the Ginza, or Fifth Avenue. So why do we want wider footpaths down there? What, is it Pluto and Mars they come from, these people? Well, isn't it a bit of a, a clue that the mayor um, and the CEO, um, I think they've either headed off or are heading to a Bloomberg Harvard City leadership course, plus other, other Wellington staffers. They've previously won one million, the council, from the Bloomberg uh, Harvard City leadership uh, entity. And, you know, you, you can see... <laughs> You can sort of see how this works because, of course, that Bloomberg Harvard City Leadership course and uh, that uh, that award that they got uh, from there, that also operates in other cities as well with similar, basically similar patterns of play. Mm, mm. You know, so yeah. we also <laughs> understand that international consultants across New Zealand councils have identical mm. agendas pretty well. We've looked into this. We've had people on. And um, and they're tied to these international bodies. It's like these tentacles. I'm sounding like, you know, someone else here, you know, um, tinfoil. But the tentacles are everywhere. Once you start to see this pattern, you know kind of why this is happening in the way it's happening. Uh, just saying. Yeah. Paul, it's definitely a kind of cult thinking. I mean, when this thing first burst down here, and they went around stuffing little yellow pamphlets under doors saying, what do you think and, and, and gave you options? There was no option of status quo. Just leave us alone. It was all transformed to a degree. And the maddest one, which I thought was there just to wind us up, was car free. Well, that, that one, of the 1,300 people who applied, they, 58% went for transformed. The first thing they did was called that overwhelming support. And they've used that word ever since. I've told the mayor, Darren Pond, the chair of the regional, all these people, stop telling whoppers. That's not overwhelming. That's a nose in front, but it also given the cycle lobby through Patrick Morgan and his group and, and the friends of council and the spies they have and the, if you like, the, um, the enablers they have within council, they knew two weeks before us of these, of these changes. So there's a great spike of engagement oh, from the cycle yeah. lobby. Yeah. While, while the lingerie was going around the tumble dryer, they're all on the keyboards uh, saying, oh, wow, and 
people from all over the place, you know, horror for Miller, um, Upper Hutt, you know, God knows what, men were too, were telling our council what to do with our street. It's ridiculous. There was no measurement of yeah. who are you, what's the <laughs> so, weight yeah. of your vote. Yeah. You know, it's, and they generate these things, and I call it, they, they have a spin, they, they, then they harvest the detail, and then they start falsifying it. Then the spin doctors come in and start writing this stuff, and they make us feel like better society, because we don't agree. When we drilled into that, we found out this is absurd. This is not a proper poll. This is just spin and babble. And but that became the narrative. Then they all started quoting it and gloating it, as we call it. And it became the fact of Rescue Willink movie is innovative, city-changing, once-in-a-lifetime journey. What a load of nonsense. It's a one-in-a-lifetime chance to take advantage of a left-wing, naive government at, at both levels to stuff a city with harm that can't be fixed. I don't know how naive they are, but okay. And also, you might be aware, just um, to, to wrap up, that um, the council, and I wonder if this is to try and head people like you off at the pass, implementing a traffic counting sensor network to create data on various road users' counts, paths of yeah. travel, travel speeds, including cars, trucks, bicycles, scooters, buses, pedestrians. It's a million-dollar project, and it's uh, repurposed... Yeah. Uh, Waka Kotahi funding. Another million, yeah. Look, Waka Kotahi should just bugger off and get out of Wellington. But why do they want that information? Because that means that people will be monitored all the time. There's no frickin' privacy yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that, that is a risk in the future because uh, I can see a more malevolent sort of society going forward because they want to know all about you. But I'll, I'll give an example. I heard Craig Lowe on the radio. Lowe and Joe, he's a very good bit of that. I can give him a plug. Yeah. And he's a good as well. He spoke so clearly with a, a lovely young man who was also um, doing food for people where you pay what you can, you know. It was a, an uplifting conversation. Well, Craig said he lives in Mount Victoria there, and he said that since the cyclone, which you know yep. has been done, his streets become much more busy. So one unintended consequence, he called it, which is a term I use too often, no, but it happens, is his street in Mount Victoria is now chuckle with cars. Because they've found another route. See, people are clever yeah. and they'll outthink things and outmaneuver things. They'll work around. So all, yeah. all these plonker planners come along, fat fingers, meddling with things, and then they don't think about what happens. And people, because they don't know people, because they're not really mainstream people, often they're eggheads and whatever, and it can be lovely people shake hands, but really you, elements of weirdoism about them. Well, what you find is Mount Victoria's traffic patterns have changed completely. So they can put all these silly counters around the place. But people will find an industry to do another thing. So what use is that info? Does it say, oh, oh, this proves we made a mistake? They'll never do that. They'll all try and spin it to be beneficiary. Get my drift? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Up in Craig Street, the traffic counter will say, oh, well, this is not so good. I mean, we're causing more pollution. Emissions are increased on our street because more cars come here and there's a new queue here. Uh, yeah, well, whack-a-mole, I think, is, is the game that... Probably yeah. describes that. Okay, well, um, good to get an update, Barry. It's 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 you know like clown stuff, um, and um, your SOS Courtney Place, but soon to be Guardians of the Golden Mile. We'll keep out uh, our eye open to see what yeah. you guys do next. Okay. Yes, I can tell you that. Um, yeah, that, that you'll, you'll hear some news soon, and we'll let you know. Um, and I can't say any more at the moment. No, fair enough. What yeah. a but look, it's uh, we have a really good team, really sensible people, feet on the ground and some really big civic thinkers and some patrician people and lots of perishing retailers are right behind this thing. But it's a groundswell in the city. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, Barry. Barry Wilson, thanks again, and we'll talk again. Thanks so much, Paul. Good on you, mate. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.